Hi, my name is Rochelle Grow, and I'm obsessed with all things business, especially networking. Oftentimes, the opportunities that we have in business and even personally comes down to who we know. I love helping people build a thriving network with genuine people, even if they are new to the game, afraid to say the wrong thing, or need a reminder to just do it. I'm a California transplant living in Northern England who's taken her business chops from California to New York and now the US to the UK. I work from home and run two businesses. No matter if you're a networking beginner or not, I can teach you the step-by-step behind the scenes secrets to building a network that you love. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be encouraged and have some fun while you learn. This is Allergic to Small Talk by Cut Class. Hey there, and welcome back. This is episode six of the Allergic to Small Talk podcast. You can catch me here every Thursday, or you can catch me on my personal Insta at It's Row Grow. That's I T S R O G R O H, and on at Let's Cut Class. Or you can catch me in my Facebook group, Allergic to Small Talk. All right, let's hop into today's episode. When I was 16 years old, I tore my ACL playing basketball. I pulled up for a jump shot at the free throw line, and as I jumped, pop went the weasel, aka my knee. I'll skip the part where I ugly cried like a giant baby while my dad cradled me in his arms in front of a packed gymnasium. Cut to my handicap sign. No, for real, I was issued a temporary handicap sign because I couldn't walk. I realized I needed help with everything. One of my best friends, Harmony, would race me down our high school hallways in my wheelchair, screaming, coming through. Dad washed my laundry, cooked for me, helped me to the bathroom. He even helped me when I wasn't quite fast enough to make it on time. Sorry for peeing on your foot, Pop. At some point in our lives, we all need some help, even when it comes to building our personal network. If you're struggling to keep up the relationships within your network, I got a little trick that you'll enjoy. Use a virtual assistant to help you build and nurture your network. Modern-day productivity is more than just getting stuff done. You also want to create more time to kick butt on the things you enjoy. Yet, many of us find ourselves trapped doing tasks and activities that leave us drained of energy and barely making deadlines because we're trying to do it all ourselves. The worst is when you're so overwhelmed and so drained that you can't even work up the enthusiasm for the parts of your job that you do love. I fell into this trap when I first began building my network in England. I would attend all these amazing events, have a great time meeting so many interesting people. You know, this is the part of the job I love doing the most. After that, I had to go through all the contacts I had made and follow up via email or LinkedIn, make follow-up meeting times, and schedule these meetings on my calendar. The post-follow-up was super overwhelming. The post-follow-up sucked up all my time. And because I didn't love doing that work, it also sucked up my energy and morale. Eventually, my frustration really just made me realize I wanted to work on things in my genius zone and maybe outsource everything else. That's how I ended up getting started with and then getting really great at managing virtual assistants. On this episode, we will focus on four insights I picked up while working with VAs to build my network in business. Number one, what the hell is a genius zone? Number two, create a checklist before hiring a VA. Number three, Have examples of the type of work your VA can do. And number four, apply the 30 times rule for training a VA. All right, let's jump into insight number one. What the hell is a genius zone? 
The Genius Zone comes from a book by Gary Keller called The One Thing, which talks about focusing on the one thing you totally are great at or your genius zone. It doesn't mean no one else is better than you at that one thing. It just means that you are better at your one thing than most people. Take the networking example I gave earlier. I figured I could get someone to be my substitute for me at a particular meeting. Yet, I found that my favorite part of the whole process was actually catching up with the people at those meetings and making new connections. When I returned to that meeting, my colleagues would note that they were glad I was back because they missed laughing with me and I was great at connecting people in the room. And nobody ever told me I was great at following up and scheduling appointments with them. So I wanted to find out what would happen if I focused on what I might be super great at, aka my genius zone, aka building connections, rather than working on improving my weaknesses, following up and scheduling appointments. What if I just found someone who loved doing those other parts of the job that I just didn't? In a nutshell, what happened was I've been able to create two businesses and one, Cut Class, focuses on teaching people how to build a genuine network. I also was able to launch this podcast and deliver keynote presentations. Understanding what work you want to do yourself and what work you want other people to do is the first step in hiring a virtual assistant. Knowing this is really the key to multiplying your time. It's all about figuring out the few tasks you're super good at and accepting that you're not so great at the others. If you hesitate to call yourself a genius, then focus instead on what you're most passionate about. The beautiful part about today's world is that it's now easier than ever before to find and connect with people who are fanatics at the task you totally struggle with. To wrap up insight number one, find your genius zone and pass on the things that you're not so great at to a VA. All right, insight number two, you need a checklist before hiring your first VA. Before you hire a VA, you need to ask yourself, are you even ready to allow another person into your work life? Listen, you don't have to be this big shot CEO or have multiple businesses to bring in some help. You just got to be ready for the responsibility of looking after someone else in your business. VAs bring so many amazing options for getting more done and creating more time for yourself. Yet hiring a VA only works if you are prepared to provide the structure and guidance they need to be successful. It begins with a series of questions to ask yourself, starting with number one. How would hiring a VA add more to my life or business? For me, hiring a VA added more time to my life to be creative on content creation. Number two, what would my VA be doing for me? For me, this is following up with my social accounts by adding likes, comments, shares within my niche, setting up Zoom dates, and following up with people in my current network. Number three, what would I be spending my freed up time on? For me, this means spending more time on creating content specifically for my podcast. When I have my podcast content laid out, it fuels all my other content. It's almost like a domino effect, meaning once my podcast content is written, I can then write my show description, then my show notes, then my newsletter that goes with the podcast episode, create social posts for reels and TikToks. So as you can see, I just have so many other things I can be focusing my time on while a VA can help me follow up with people from events and also schedule meetings for me. Number four. Do I have the funds to hire a VA? I absolutely love this question because people think they have to be some big baller to have a VA. And I always like to compare this to how people used to think only fancy people could hire a private car. But then Uber came along and guess what? We're all fancy AF. 
you can hire a VA for one hour a week or up to however many hours you need a week. VAs come with different skill sets and price points too. So a VA isn't out of anyone's reach. Number five, am I willing to let go of control of some of the details? For me, I'm a super control freak when it comes to organization of tasks on a project. I don't think I'm willing to give that part of the job up just yet but I'm totally willing to give up scheduling my meetings and coming up with content for ideas. These are some of the most important questions you need to consider when it comes to making a decision that involves another human in your work life. Listen, there's no point bringing in someone to simplify your life if you don't know how they'll do it. To wrap up insight number two, create a checklist, and if you need this same checklist, it will be in my show notes at letscutclass.com forward slash allergic to small talk, and you'll find it on episode six. All right, let's get into insight number three. You will want some examples of the type of work you can give a VA. If you have never worked with a VA, then it may help to consider some examples of what they can do. I like to think of these in three different types of categories, a task, a project, and a role. So let's break them down. So number one, a task. A to-do taken to completion. For example, it could be something like managing emails or responding to LinkedIn requests or proofreading social posts. Number two, a project. A group of tasks that are linked together to accomplish a goal. For example, I have a presentation coming up where I'm speaking on International Women's Day. So what's the date I have to speak? What's the format? I need a structure and proof the content. Do I need a deck? If so, I need the deck to drop in the content. Then I have to run through the presentation and send the presentation off to the event organizer before I can even deliver the presentation itself. These are all tasks a VA can help me lay out, put dates to, and ensure I meet my deadline. And number three, a role. These are collective tasks that need to be completed day-to-day on a reoccurring basis. For example, general admin or social media scheduling. To wrap up insight number three, Create categories for the work you want your VA to do, and it will make it easier when it comes to hiring and training. These example categories will be in the show notes for this episode at letscutclass.com forward slash allergic to small talk. All right, y'all, we made it to insight number four. Apply the 30 times rule for training. Often the biggest mistake when hiring a VA is that people do not spend enough time investing in their training. I have managed large teams in the trash, fitness, and fashion industries, and guess what? I always loved training my teams to know more than I did. Training is the most crucial part to outsourcing because the more you prepare at the start, the more time you'll save from having to retrain them. Training someone to completely take over any task from you takes time. And Rory Vaden's Procrastinate on Purpose five permissions to multiply your time, he talks about how multipliers use the 30 times rule. The 30 times rule is that you should invest 30 times more on training than it takes for you to do the task one time. So if it takes a task three minutes to complete, it should cost you 90 minutes or an hour and a half to train someone to take that task over. Listen, I know it sounds a little crazy, but it's better to allocate more time to training than not enough time. So there you have it, my four insights on how you can use a VA in your business and to build your network. Here they are again. Number one, what the hell is a genius zone? Figure out what you are great at and outsource the things that you just aren't great at. 
Number two, create a checklist before hiring a VA. This checklist will prep you to hire a VA and realize what else you could be doing to accelerate your business or network faster. Also, remember that you can hire a VA for one to two hours a week, not a full 20 to 40 hours. Number three, have examples of the type of work your VA can do because this will guide you during the interview process. And number four, apply the 30 times rule for training a VA. This is so important to consider because training does take time and it's better to allocate more time than not enough. If you like these insights and you want to continue the conversation, you can find my show notes at letscutclass.com forward slash allergic to small talk. Scroll down to episode six. You can also follow me on my personal Insta at It's Row Grow or follow me and my team at Let's Cut Class or you can join my free Facebook group called Allergic to Small Talk. All right, y'all. I will see you all next week. Same time, same place. See ya.